Well, thank you, everyone, and welcome. Thank you, thank you. All right, so before I even get started, as I stand here in front of you today, who do you see? Do you see someone that makes you very uncomfortable on your flight? Do you see your friendly neighborhood convenience store clerk? You guys can laugh, it's okay. Or do you guys see your uh, super talkative, sometimes smelly cabbie? No? Well, uh, I'm here to change all those perceptions. My name is Sumit Singh, and uh, I'm the department chair for counseling and advising. And a little bit about myself. I, uh, I was born in the northwest suburbs of Chicago. So I grew up on the rough streets of um, Schaumburg. Yeah, it was pretty rough out there. All my friends were driving in um, Toyotas and Lexuses. It was, it was rough growing up in, in that environment. Um, I played Little League. I went to Lake Louis uh, Middle School. Um, I was also one of the class clown uh, in my high school, um, although I think I'm pretty serious, but I could be wrong. And uh, I played soccer at NIU. It might not look like that today, but I used to back in the days, my heydays. And uh, above all, I'm also a, a man that practices the, uh, the religion of Sikhism. So I consider myself a Sikh man, okay? A Sikh man, right? So people are like, are you sick? And I'm like, they're like, feel better. I'm like, no, I'm actually sick. So the word, the way the word is pronounced, it's pronounced Sikh. That is the name of the religion, okay? And I try to play on words a little bit by saying Sikh, because the way we look at it, it's like Sikh understanding to Sikh understanding. So it was a little play on words right there for you guys. So let's get started. All right, we're going to play a little game. Can you guys guess the largest religion in the world? Christianity? 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 Islam? Christianity. All right, it's the largest, right? And then I'm going to bring in the subgroups right here. So there are almost 2.2 billion Christians, uh, 1.4 billion Muslims, 900 Hindus, 396 Buddhists, and 25 million Sikhs out there. So guess what? We're the world's fifth largest religion. Now, if I'm standing here today and asking you, can you tell me a little bit about any of these religions? You probably can. For example, uh, Judaism, Judaism, right? So there are uh, 10 million more Sikhs than Jews out there. But if I asked you anything about their faith, you probably could tell me something about that faith, right? But if I were to ask you anything about Sikhs, you probably have nothing to say, right? You're probably like, hmm. So let's learn a little bit more about the religion. All right, a little bit of maps. Geography is like my really weak point, but to get an idea, right in the middle, that's where India is, the, on the right, uh, where all the arrows are stemming out from, that's where Sikhism originated from. Um, and uh, you can see the migration patterns right there. So Sikhism originated in India in about 1400. So we're relatively new as a religion when we compare to older religions. All right, some of the core beliefs are pretty simple. Sikhism believes that there is one God. And God is shapeless, formless, and timeless. That is our definition of God. Also, the way we define God, we call God Waheguru. Okay? It's called Waheguru. So I'm going to give you a couple of Punjabi words. That's the language that I speak. Waheguru means Wahe means wonderful, and Guru means God. So that's how we define God. We call it Waheguru, or we can call it God. And God loves and sustains all humanity. Okay? So that's how we define God. And everyone is equal in the eyes of God, or in the eyes of Waheguru, according to six uh, beliefs. 
there's respect for all genders. Men and women are completely equal in Sikhism. So that means any kind of practices, religious practices, I can do or a female can do. It does not matter. All genders, like I said, are equal. All religions are also equal. And all races are also equal in Sikhism. So what that means is um, the way all other religions are defined in Sikhism, for example, I'll, I like to use a, an analogy. So it's kind of like a tree, right? So you can take a tree and call that tree Vaheguru or God. But then that same tree has a bunch of branches, right? But guess where all the branches lead to? That branch, that, 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 that trunk, that self, that core. So that's what God is. That's how what we believe about our other religions, okay? Because they're kind of leading to God, because we believe there's one God. Also in Sikhism, we believe in earning an honest living. So Sikhs are supposed to work and live honestly, so nothing shady, right? So uh, that's the whole intent. Uh, we also uh, are supposed to share with others. So these are the primary pillars. So it's called Daswant. And sharing with others is called a Seva. The way Seva, that's another word that I'm sharing with you today, a Punjabi word, Seva. That means selfless service to others. And that means you need to share your time, money, resources, etc., anything else with someone that is less fortunate than yourself, or just kind of giving back to the community. So we're, it's also called the swant. So we're supposed to give our 10% of our earning to any charitable cause. And the whole purpose of attaining this human form, according to Sikhism, is to remember God. Remember Wahiguru. So throughout one day, uh, we're supposed to meditate, recite on God's name, reflect, pray. And ultimately, the goal is to break away. And we also believe in reincarnation. So the, the goal is to break away from living and dying, and ultimately you become or merge, your soul merges with the power that it came from. Okay. Now, the, the purpose of the faith itself is to control the five thieves. Sometimes they're defined because, you know, you have this body, right? And they're kind of robbing you. And those five thieves are called calm, which is lust, crowd, which is anger, uh, lobe, which is greed, mo which is attachment, not mo, like mo, and ankar, which is ego, okay? So those are the five things that we're supposed to control. And how do you do that? You do that by meditating, reciting on God's name, and living a good, clean, holistic life, okay? And in our scriptures, it clearly states that the greatest warrior that's out there is someone that can control their mind. So it's very hard to do that. So again, the purpose is by living, believing in one God, living a good living, sharing with others, remembering God, we can control calm, crowd, lobe, mo, and ankar. Okay. Six also do not believe in fasting. Uh, we don't believe in any superstitions. Uh, we don't believe in idol worshiping. So we, if you go to a Sikh temple, which is called a Gurdwara, which I'll talk later about, you will not see any like pictures or posters or any idols or anything like that because we don't pray to them. And we also don't believe in the caste system. Now, that's not very uh, dominant here in the Western society, but it, it, is, it still is in India, especially back in the days. So the way it worked out is like if I was born into a certain caste, uh, that defined what rights I had. Okay? So it's kind of like we talk about privilege a lot and things like that in this current political climate. So it's kind of like that. So it depends on where you came from. So if you were born into a certain family, you're like if you were born into a Brahmin family, automatically you are at the at the top. So that means you can pray, you can do you have all these advantages. 
And if you were the untouchables, that means you were really at the bottom. And the way that's defined is just by the, what family you were born into. So in Sikhism, we don't believe in that. We believe that everyone is equal, men and women. All right, so far so good. All right, next thing I want to talk to you guys about. In Sikh, uh, I'm, I'm a work in progress, okay? So I do a lot of things that I probably should not do. So <laughs> maybe after work, you'll see me at the bar, which probably is something I should not be doing, but I should not be doing that altogether. But Articles of Faith, okay? So if someone is baptized into Sikhism, that's the closest thing I can think of. I, and I am not. They're supposed to have these five Ks. Okay, so there are some more words that I'm going to share with you. The first thing is kesh. That means the uncut hair. So that's, this is kind of what I look like. Uh, there's a bun. So I don't cut my hair on top of my head. I trim my beard. I'm not supposed to. And I wrap it in a turban. So it's called kesh. This is what my turban looks like. I was going to... Uh, take it off and tie it for you, but it, this just looks too fly. That it's, it's hard for me to do it again in front of without a mirror. So, uh, this is what it looks like actually, right? So, and I wrap it fresh like multiple times a day. Um, so the way I do it is I'll go like this. I'll spread it out, and I'll make little folds like this, and then I have a little like bun on top of my head, or I'll let my hair down and kind of start off like this, and then. Start layering it like this, and then I'll keep going in circles. Okay, and then when this last tail part is left, sometimes I feel like I can have a little, you know, mohawk, you know, business in the front, party in the back, and sleeve freestyle in it. But I don't. I pull it up and then I spread it out and I kind of close it out. But if you, anyone ever wants to see it, I can show you how I do it. Um, but this is. Men generally wear the turbans. Uh, some women do too. They're equal. They can. But mostly you'll see the men wearing the turbans. Um, the second article of faith is called the kara. So out of the five, I have two. I'm supposed to have all five, just so you guys know. But like I said, I'm a work in progress, right? This is the one that you'll see most Sikhs wearing. It's just a steel bracelet. And it's, it's made out of steel. And if you're right-handed, you're supposed to wear it on your right hand. If you're left-handed, you wear it on your left hand. It's supposed to be a kind of a visual reminder. So the concept behind this is your soul should be hard as steel. So you're supposed to resist temptation. So when you're doing something bad, it's supposed to be a visual reminder and be like, oh, don't do it. But after a while, I ignore it, and I should not. Okay? But it's called the kara, and you'll see a lot of Sikhs, Sikhs, men and women wearing this, even if they don't have their turbans because they cut their hair, and you know, I understand everyone's trying to fit in. Uh, and I feel like why, you know, why fit in when you're born to stand out? But that's just me. But uh, so those are two things. The third thing is called a, a kanga, which is right here. It's just a wooden comb. There's a lot of significance given to keeping here Sikhism. Okay. So we're supposed to keep the long hair, and we're supposed to keep it neat and tidy. So that's where the kanga is. And if someone's baptized, they have one of these as well. Okay. And the fourth item, they're not in any certain orders. You guys ready for this? You guys ready? Okay, thank you. Right here. Man, this looks huge. <laughs> this is actually the smaller size. Th these are kind of like chastity shorts. And if you're baptized, you're supposed to wear these. But not like this. It's not for a big person, just so you know. The way it works is like you pull a string, and you go, yay. So you got these little layers like that, you know? So it's like MC Hammer style a little bit. <laughs> but so you're supposed to kind of uh, wear them like this, OK? Uh, again, this is a visual reminder. Chastity is very important, so you kind of keep your stuff in check. So this is supposed to, again, symbolize that. 
And the last item is called a kirpan, which is right here. Sikhs, accordingly in our religion, our faith says, when everything fails, it is just to raise a sword. So primarily this is used for, it's kind of the right to bear arms, and it's used for uh, self-defense and protection. And this is called a kirpan. They vary in sizes, and this is like actually a dagger. And Sikhs are supposed to wear this. It's part of our uniform. Okay. And there's been a lot of struggles with this because, again, you know, like people walk around airports and things like that. So people wear like little ones, but baptized six are supposed to have a kirpan as well too. So I have these up here. So those are the five Ks. Now the one that I want to talk about a little bit more in detail is about the turban. Because like I mentioned, 99% of the people wearing the turban in the U.S. are six. Okay, or belong to the Sikh faith. That kind of looks like me, doesn't it? But it's not me. It's just a generic picture to see. Uh, six have to wear the turban as part of their religious uniform. Uh, six could always be recognized by the turban. So the whole concept of, uh, behind having the five Ks is someone that um, is in uniform is a little bit more bound to be more disciplined. And this symbolizes if someone needs, we're bound by a religion. If someone needs help, doesn't matter who it is, they can call on us and be like, this guy's a Sikh, and they're going to kind of help me. Or if I need something in need, so it makes a stand out, and that's the whole purpose behind it. Under no circumstances, the turban can be forcefully removed. So it's kind of not like a hat. I mean, I can take it off when my friends come over. It's not like, oh, and another thing is you guys can't see my hair. So it's, it's not like, oh, I saw your hair, and I have to marry you. It doesn't, it's nothing like that. That was a joke, by the way. But, you know, I sometimes have a man bun going on when I'm at home. My friends come over. I'll go, to the, go grab mail or whatever. But this is more like the professional look. All right, so another word that I'm going to talk about is Gurdwara. So Gurdwara is our place of worship. So it's, it's called, like, it could be an equivalent to a church or a temple. So right there on top, on the right, this is an equivalent to our Mecca. Uh, could be our Vatican. It is the, our holy shrine. It's in Amritsar, and it's in India. And this is our place of worship, um, and everyone is welcome. The picture right at the bottom right there is actually the Gurdwara or the temple and Guru Dwara means Guru is teacher, right? Guru, teacher. Dwara is a door. So Guru Dwara means door to the Guru, okay? And that's what that stands for. So everyone's welcome. This picture is actually taken in the Palatine, Palatine Gurdwara, and that's where I grew up from. I can probably walk to it. And I kid you not, my dad is kind of sitting to the left somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, right there. So it's, it's a shot. It's actually really beautiful. So it's been there since the 70s, so it's been there for a while. Also, at the Gurdwara, we go there to worship and pray, but also something unique about Sikhism is the concept of langar. Another word. Langar means it's a free meal, essentially, and it is pretty much available to everyone. The langar is a free meal uh, that is served at a Gurdwara throughout the day, and it's prepared by volunteers. So on the upper left, you can see a gentleman. Those are lentils. So it's, it's mass scale. And on the right, like these ladies are kind of making rotis or naans. Um, it's completely voluntary basis, and throughout the world, six million meals are served a day at every single Gurdwara. And we have that at uh, Palatine Gurdwara uh, also. This is something really huge and big, considering India, uh, and I hate saying this, but India is still, the poverty level in India right now is still at 24%, which is really high, really high. So that means, you know, anyone, doesn't matter, and it's primarily in India, Sikhs are based out of India, right? And in India, they only make 2% of the population. So they're very, very small. But 
And Hindu or anyone can still come to a Gurdwara and have a meal. Doesn't matter, you don't have to be a Sikh. So I think that's pretty, pretty interesting. The language that we speak, uh, we speak Punjabi, that is my mother tongue. Um, and there are over 80 million of us that speak it. Now what I want to touch on is the challenges that Sikhs face in America, especially after post 9-11. A lot of my uh, friends here that I see from the, you know, my uh, Arab American friends, uh, you know, we've experienced a lot of lash. Um, um, especially after transpired, what transpired, a lot of hate crimes that we've been a part of. Um, and uh, they've happened in schools, uh, workplace, luckily, Moraine has, is, is fantastic and wonderful and very accepting uh, and very diverse. So it's a very wonderful place to work at, but other people are not as fortunate as I am. You know, I have a quick story, I have an uncle of mine that uh, uh, was a manager at a dealership and he was doing extremely well. And so they decided to move him to a different dealership in a different state, and they were going to make him a general manager of that dealership. And it was going to be, I think it was in a ruler, Arkansas, somewhere. And then when the word got out, he wears a turban, has a beard, that this guy was going to be their manager. He had a workforce of 14 salesmen, 14. When they found out that he was coming there, they didn't even know him. And this only happened a couple of years ago. Out of the 14, eight of them quit because they're like, we don't want to work for someone like that just the way he looks, and that's really unfortunate. But it still happens. Um, this, actually, I know this family. This was after what happened, the Wisconsin shooting. That little girl that cracks me up, she's so cute. It says, too cute for hate. So uh, I think that's really neat. Uh, everyday six. Uh, so we're kind of in all facets. Uh, yeah, six are politicians. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think that might be like... <laughs> I don't know if there is something called an honest politician, but that's a side conversation. Six are now serving in the U.S. Army, which is pretty cool. So they can keep their turban and their facial hair. There are five of them right now currently serving. Um, and six are scientists. That's Narendra Singh. He's the father of fiber optics. He's a gentleman that invited fiber optics. Six are doctors. This is like a celeb doctor. That's Morgan Stanley. It's not Morgan Stanley. Who is that? Morgan Freeman. Yeah, it's very good. Let's make sure you guys are paying attention. And then that's a police officer. Uh, she's actually in New York. Uh, it's rare, but you'll see females wearing the turban too, and now they're serving there as well too. So they're kind of in all aspects. So my whole point of this spiel right here really was to, you know, let's give the time to kind of get to know each other a little bit, and let's not judge people by the way they look, the way they walk, the way they, whatever, what they wear, whatever the case may be. And uh, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it.